Come in. Hey, man, I'm sorry I'm late. The train's asleep. Shut up! You're here! And good thing, because we've got lots of work. Katie Lazarus, the talk show featuring unforgettable guests with incredible jobs. And now, here's my boss and your host, Katie Lazarus. What do we have on the menu today, Katie? Um, so I saw this crazy show at Joe's Pub where we do our show and where you also perform with Freestyle Love Supreme. Um, Stella Skarsky and Quinn Cox, they go by Starsky and Cox, and they are evidently, I don't know how to call these, astrological experts. Sure, we can go with that. I think that's the right word for it because they're astrologists, but they also do a live theater show. So I just wanted to hear from them because I, for one, am not really interested in astrology, but I find now that I'm dating that everyone. Is. Oh yeah, you should. I came from Northern California, and there you have to. Everyone's an astrological expert. Okay, that's why I had to move. Well, I'm going to try to take it more seriously, and certainly their interview helped me find out why it's important. So wait, how does it work? So we look at a person's natal chart, and uh, for that we take the birth date, time, and place, and that calculates for us what the sky looked like from a. I'm a baby born looking up perspective that at that moment in time. So it's a snapshot of that moment cosmically. But if the baby's in a hospital, there's no light. Sky in quotes. Okay. I didn't do the air quotes because I don't like that. Okay. So, um, <laughs> it's important for audio yeah. also to, to let them know. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so yeah, I wasn't thinking. I thought it was being filmed. Um, so and then that, that chart is calculated uh, on a computer and then we take it from there. And we know it's a language that you learn to speak. It's a language of planets, signs and houses. So planets in signs and houses and how all those particular placements connect to one another. So the, the real juicy bit is what's in the middle of the chart, how Neptune connects to Sun or doesn't, and, and, and to what, what degree, what angle. That tells us everything. So um, it's remarkably accurate. You guys are both performers. Does it feel like this is an act? It's interesting because there are, sometimes there, it feels like performance art almost, even you know in our day jobs. But over time, I... I struggled at one point to kind of marry what we did in the day with what we do at night. Which is? Well, it, it comes under the heading of like lifting spirits, really. And so we're helping people in real time in our day jobs to, you know, be the best people they can be, the most self-actualized. And then, you know, on stage, the star skincocks that if, and we have clients that come and see our shows and, uh, you know, they're a little... We're lifting spirits through laughter and song and, you know, hopefully funny anecdotes and whatnot. But it is sort of exploring the cosmic joke more. And, um, you know... What does that mean, the cosmic joke? Well, I think that I find metaphysics hysterical, you know. (laughs) Um, I find things like synchronicity and and the fact that, you know, uh, say someone like Blossom Deary is a Taurus and it's all about flower imagery or, you know, uh, Muhammad Ali is a Capricorn and, you know, greatest of all time spells goat, you know, things, right. things like that. I, <laughs> I, 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 I find very interesting. And I, I think that there, we have 
evidence of some sort of divine order via um, astrology, both in you know looking at individual charts, but also when we just kind of do the ast- the astrology of any time or any moment, or um, that there uh, there's a logic. You know, the the zodiac. It's getting a little esoteric now. The the uh, we change the lighting. Yeah, we could. We could <laughs> flicker the lighting. Um, you know, it the way astrology unfolds. Everyone looks at the. They know what the zodiac looks like. They've read their horoscopes, but no one's ever really stopped to think, like, okay, why a ram, or you know, why why the twins, and what what is the Sagittarius, and what what are all the what are the myths behind? Yeah, like this? why the bull for Taurus? Exactly. Well, right, and it's a feminine sign. You know, um, Earth signs are feminine, as are water signs, and why why so masculine? Because air, it, it's Aries starts the zodiac it's the it's mars ruled it's the male principle it's objective and then taurus is the female principle ruled by venus it's subjective it's the the energy is attractive rather than objective and and directive and then gemini um puts it all together it's the crossroads it's the 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 transmission ruled by mercury in communication then we start again cancer is the the moon the mother leo is the father, the son, um, and then Virgo, again, Mercury ruled, kind of like negotiates it and puts it all together. Yeah. And, um, and it goes on like that. And, and so there, this, the, the, the signs sort of hand a baton to each other. And it's just this upward spiral, hopefully, an upward spiral. Are all female Tauruses narcissistic? Um, well, you like things, um, you know, that's, you, you like material comforts, uh, and you feel that you deserve uh, comfort and a quality of life. But see, astrology doesn't uh, distinguish between what's material and what's energetic. So it's all about talent and assets and quality, um, you know, being a, you know, a, a person of quality is the most important thing. And being appreciated and belonging is our typical Taurus wants. The motto is, I have... So it's often misunderstood as uh, possessiveness. It can be, especially for the male Taurus. They tend to be quite possessive about uh, their people in their lives, especially their, their partners. And Taurus women want to be possessed yeah. in a sense. They want to be really appreciated. And- but it's mostly about what you, as Quinn was saying, what you have, what, you, what your talents are, and being valued and seen for those. So it's sort of like that very kind of old uh, expression, uh, you know, how your money you know, how you have worth is really what it's about. But so much depends on your natal chart. So you can be a Taurus sun, but you can have all the other planets placed in completely uh, divergent, opposing signs. So what we tried to do in sextrology is find a way to, to speak about intelligently and in depth about 24 signs, so 12 times 2 male-female, um, that would kind of reinvent or expand sun sign astrology um, without going so far that it's not true. So you're trying to be as true as possible with the limitation of sun sign astrology. And it is limiting. That's why the consultation experience is much more, is very exciting, I should say, because you have everything. Because you've been working together since, for how long? Since 98, right? So what's that, 17, yeah, 17 years now. And you've been together romantically for 30, you said? Yeah, we met in 1983. Yeah, we're, we're old. 
well, we're not old, but we met in 1983. We, I don't do age anymore. Um, we met in 1983 in, in a junior year abroad program. Oh, where did you guys yeah. go? To a little town in a city in the south of France, south of France, called Grenoble. 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 Yeah. Wait, that's incredible. My, my, so my best friend from growing up, I, we did one of those um, junior year, and she met her husband. Not really. No, really. That's incredible. Well, yeah. my junior high school so gym teacher, whose name, and I'm not kidding, was Miss Forbush, F O R. U-S-H. Lisa's direct. And she was, point. yeah. Um, was a speed skater, clearly, in the uh, Grenoble Olympics of 1968. And she's the reason why I've, you know, never taken showers at, at gym. Because she would check us. I mean, she was lovely. And I'm not saying she was pervy. But she would make sure we were fully, fully wetted down. So I was going to just ask you about, like, do you have rules about not talking about work stuff at, you know, after a certain hour, or does it just all blend in and you're... Well, Stella's a Capricorn, so yes, we have rules, and they're all hers. There are boundaries. Well, there ha- you know, there, there have to be, and I, and I wish there were more. I think it's, it is very difficult to kind of keep, to draw that line. Um, we've now finally gotten to a point where we have certain days that we that are for clients, you know, two days a week or, or what. And then we work together on our kind of other projects a few days. And then we take a day at least for our separate projects, which we which we now have. Um, I've been doing a master's program. I started a master's degree program in applied positive psychology last year. So I'm bringing that also to the practice. Where is that? It's through the University of East London. So it, it's a great program. It's a small group of distance learning, 50 students from around the world. And it's it's really rigorous. And we have to show up at our, you know, Skype lectures and do the whole thing. And it's it's great. It's really exciting. So I'm exploring that more and kind of and also working on my American Baroness project. Um, What's that? Started. So um, I started working on the American Baroness a couple of years ago, and it's uh, the subtitle is "The Noble Life of a Childless Lady." So um, it's just about the nobility and dignity of not having children by chance or by choice, and um, kind of wearing it and and being uh, proud of it and knowing our place and knowing that we we parent whether or not we have children we do parent in life, and uh, it's really been um, a salve for me and also I think it's I'm connecting with people in a way that um, makes me very happy. I can't wait yeah. to, to know is it to read or watch or So there's a website AmericanBaroness.com and I'm adding to it but I've started um, one of the things that people love on the website is the section called Peerage so I have there uh, lists a uh, list of a uh, long list of women notable women through the ages who have not had children and then you hit that link and you read about, you know, Iris Murdoch and you read about, you know, many people that have not have children. And it's your show. And my show is called Birth of the American Baroness. That's going to be at Joe's Pub. So it, it's it's a little bit about not having children. It does sort of come around to that. But it's really about uh, uh, the, the empowerment and that we are 20% of the population and we don't really have to endure that question anymore of why don't you have children? Because I could just as easy, easily ask someone, why do you have children? And, and very pleasantly. So at least I'd like to be asked pleasantly and I'm not interested anymore in the, oh, you know, it's like it's not that. It's just my life and I have so much um, to offer. So, um, yeah, that's all. <laughs> <laughs> it's cool. Yeah. And what are your, your separate projects? Well, um, you know, I I have the festival that I really work on. It's it's a not for profit festival, and I work on it pretty much 
This uh, is the festival in Provincetown. Correct, Afterglow, it's called, and uh, and um, I work on that about half the year. Um, slowly, I just do it all mm-hmm. over time, diligently. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I write daily um, uh, my own uh, thoughts, and uh, yeah, I, I've not produced my own show because I tend to. Being a Libra, I think I tend to kind of front load others um, uh, uh, and then resent it. Uh, so uh, eventually I'll just, it'll be like, you know, all 17 shows at Afterglow will all be different shows by me um, uh, out of vengeance. Um, no, I, uh, I, 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 you know, I love to, I, I love to uh, interpret songs and I love to perform and I perform a lot in like people's shows and I'll show up and do a, an interpretive number um, or whatnot. Afterglow keeps you very busy. So, yeah. So back to your original question, though, we do have, we do kind of have a cutoff point and we try to still be a couple and be, you know, best friends and, and kind of hold hands and walk around and eat ice cream. You seem like an incredibly <laughs> loving couple. I'm so in awe. Well, we laugh constantly. I mean, it's really crazy. Um, you know, we wake up laughing uh, you know, we're trying to make each other laugh. Um, you know, and and some of our heroes, like you know, it's so funny. Uh, Anne Mira, who just passed mm-hmm. away, um, uh, we you know close with uh, the family. You know, um, with Amy, who's uh, the daughter. Yeah, she's a comedian. I used to perform with her. She's yeah. very funny lady. Yeah, funny. She's the uh, man of fans. Yeah, I love her, and. Uh, and uh, well, we had we had some fun times uh, visiting with them. And, I always, uh, I mean, I loved we I loved Anne Mira and Stiller and Mira and you know, Nichols and May and all of that growing up. Right. I mean, it, you know, it was I, my my parents were into it. It wasn't like I'm not that old, but um, I always loved Anne Mira. I loved her on Rhoda. I loved Rhoda oh anyway. My God, I love that show. Oh, it's my thing, my favorite. And got to meet her, of course, through Amy. And there was one night in Nantucket. Amy was in. Um, they were doing the Odd Couple at the Nantucket Theater, and Amy was great. Of course. She was a pigeon sister. She's a pigeon sister. She's fantastic. And we were walking home, and Jerry and Quinn and uh, it was who in else Jer- was Jerry there? was there, but I was walking with Amy. You were walking with Amy, yeah, and yeah. Amy's then. And you were walking with you guys. Anne. No one cares about these details. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, so the point the point is, I was hanging back with Anne, and she just kind of at a certain point, she sort of nudged me, and she said, "Don't you just love short men?" <laughs> That's so cute. And I said, yes, I really do. It seems like such a dream. My ex, I remember he was going to meet my parents, and so I had made this black hat with um, the the curls for Hasidic, and I thought it'd be so funny if he met my parents wearing this, and he was like, refused to do it. And he like wouldn't do it. I just was like, it would be my parents' worst night. It was almost better if I showed up with like a Christian fundamentalist than like a Hasidic Jew, because we're Jewish. And he like wouldn't play along, and it was such an interesting thing where you're like, because you do crave that. I think as an artist to, to have that. Although I know yes. some people like the compliment. Yeah. But you both are, yes. are artists and living together. Yes, and I, and I think, and we and we 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 are genuinely happy. And it, I think it was a couple of days before the, this accident, which of course is is fine. We're both we're both you know injured, yeah, you were in a car injured, accident. but okay. We're yeah. In a, yeah, and uh, I'm a little more injured, but it eventually will be okay. But a few days before that, I was just saying, God, you know, it's just so good to know to recognize sometimes that you're happy that it doesn't mean everything's perfect it means that you're interested in fulfillment you're interested in contentment and you make the most of the day and and I know we have that and so ups and downs of course 
um, fights, of course. I can be a little spicy, but um, and so can you. But we really do. We we get along really well. <laughs> we do get along really well and have for a really long time. So well, I look forward to seeing your show in July, Thank and you. I'm excited for. Um, more of your stuff. I was just curious where people should go. I know that for the Baroness. Yes, AmericanBaroness.com is my, my little thing. And then StarskyAndCox.com. Everything is really there, kind of what we're, what we're up to. Um, and then you have the AfterglowFestival.com, all the websites. But uh, yeah, all of it. I'm sad I can't get a, a reading with Thursday, April 26, 1976. Well, like... why don't you send us your birth stats? Oh, we'll make the chart, and we'll just send you a few notes. Just, I'm I mean, so excited. Re, I mean, our our sessions are about two, the initial sessions about two hours, so it's it's like there's an intake. Wow. Um, but we would love to send you some, you know, some bullet points. Great. We could do that. Bullet points sound amazing. <laughs> um, thank you guys so much. It was a true pleasure to to watch you on stage last night, and I look forward thank to seeing you. your show in July. Oh, so good to meet you. Thank you. So what did you think? Ah, it's really my favorite podcast since the last one. (gasps) I thought it was a fascinating episode. I want to thank all of you for listening. I really want to thank Jelly D and Ian Mazoff for enabling this podcast to happen. And I am going to do a shout out to all of you to please give if you can. There are several ways to give. You can donate money. You can also write nice things about us on iTunes and on SoundCloud or however it is you listen to this podcast because those things help because in order for us to continue this labor of love, we're going to need a little more support. But I do also want to just say thank you to all of you who have been giving. It's been fantastic to have you along for the ride. And we have a whole new season coming up. Mm-hmm. Joe's Pop, we're going to be there monthly. So check out employeeofthemonthshow.com to find out more. And I think that's it. I think everyone else is just enjoy their day. Yeah, yeah. Get out of here, guys. Yeah. We'll talk to you guys soon. Bye.